Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. on the way over there. And this woman stumbled out of Strawberry Fields who looked like Liza Minnelli in the rough years, Liza Minnelli. Like she was wearing a kitten heel black pump. There was, I think, a black sequin dress. Her hair was exactly the same. I was like, that could actually be Liza Minnelli. We're close enough to the city. And look, it's very Broadway and Maplewood. That could have been Liza Minnelli that fell out of there. And she was just so funny to eat, see her like... I'm eating a, a yogurt swirl. It's chocolate and it's vanilla and it's lovely. Can someone tell me how to get back to New York City? Because I don't know where I am. It's Stratford upon Avon. What is this? I'm doing a show at Cova. Co- it, it, yeah, uh, I was it's, seeing- it's a really, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real. She's skipping. It's a real hit her, hit her. Oh, thank you, Rick. <laughs> I like it. I was doing a set at Kova and I was like, it's time to do mama's material. And they were like, ma'am, this this restaurant's closed. You need to come back and in it's five Burger hours. Burger King. And I'm like, I don't know, but I've met the queen before. Someone told me to come out here and do a set, so I just assumed that this was the right place to do it. Ma'am, you're in the park. I know. Isn't it just lovely? It's so green. I think so. So green. There's a lot of bars, bars and restaurants out here. I think I'm just going to do, I just do a quick set because I'm here. Jimmy Durante and I were doing the set one time. I think it was Jimmy. Oh, was that Mama? Mama and Jimmy Durante. I don't know. 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 She skipped Hit her. again. Hit her. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know how I got out here, but Buddy Hackett drove me. And I really, if you could just get me back into his Chrysler LeBaron, I'd be so appreciative. I have a set tonight. Don't tell mom. I, I said, I want to thank this lovely audience for coming out here. All such dirty motherfuckers. I'm so glad you're here. And then they said, Liza, this is a daycare. And I, <laughs> And I said, I'm, I think I took a wrong lift somewhere in there. But, you know, I'm here, so can I do a set for the children? <laughs> These crazy cats. And I realized I was actually surrounded by some crazy cats because I was trapped inside of a pet store. <laughs> anyway. It's fine. It's, is there a candy place around here? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we reach the zero even, hour. I don't, I don't even know. but it's I don't just, even do Eliza Minnelli. But you do here. now. It's real easy to do. All you have to do is slur your S's and make the right half of your face slack. And that's really, it's done half the job for you right there. She does the same thing that Carol Channing does in an interview. She'll talk to the interviewer and <laughs> direct to camera. I love like, that. Holy shit. Whoa. Liza, can you not look down the barrel? You're scaring 30,000 viewers. Only 30,000? Oh, it's a shame. Oh, it's the local channel. Oh, it's good. That's I love good, good. I give to PBS. I send them two doubloons every year, and it keeps them up and running. I love that downtown, Abby. Does, does anybody have an edible bouquet? I'm so hot. <laughs> Advil bouquet? Edible bouquet. Ah, like an Advil bouquet. Because <laughs> that sounds like my dream come true. After I work out, I have an Advil bouquet, and then I sleep oh, for five that's days. so good. That's just lovely. That's <laughs> wow, I think we are officially back. We are back. <laughs> Uh, on the wagon uh, <laughs> here we are here we are ready i'm gonna start right in i feel it i feel the need i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny my intuition live right now. coda here live today is the one and only dear pod welcome ladies and gentlemen to dear pod the comedy advice podcast i'm your host Liza Manelli. and that's my assistant rick james and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Boo! You suck! All right. <laughs> that, that all right was so fast. I didn't even- uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because you can tell this is going to be an amazing episode. Oh, man, I've never played as Long John Silvers before, but let's get started. <laughs> Look, I've played every Shoney south of the border, but I have never once played a Popeyes. So I'm here with you today at the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. And I'm going to bring you so oh God, it's so hard to fall out of it once you get into it. It's so easy, isn't it? I just picked up my papers and <laughs> I'm still so laughing hilarious. at the all right. It felt so real. All right. So here we are. Here we are. We're tappy. It's a good day. It's 98 degrees in here for some reason, but it's the fall and we are here with you. We are bringing you new school advice. Oh, no, wait. New school Oh, I always forget my own tagline. Oh, old school advice, new school problems. Welcome to Dear Pod Comedy Podcast. There we go. Old school advice, new school problems. Check us out online, dearpodofficial.com, where you can actually see that in print and you don't have to hear me stumble over it anymore. And of course, follow us on all your social media, at Dear Pod Official, across the board, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Here's the other thing. We want you... <laughs> Patty is high and we didn't mean for this to happen. This is what happens around three o'clock every Sunday. Here's another thing. It's the witching hour. <laughs> All right. So we want you to email us your comedy or your comedy. I've been sober since. Oh seven. my god, Jim's like focus. <laughs> you know, he hasn't eaten anything all day. So if you have any advice questions that are in need of answering, and I know you do because we have problems. Please email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. And you know what? All of these assignments that I'm giving out of what they should do and uh -huh. what they should click yeah. and what they should listen, yeah. I'm giving yeah. half of this responsibility to you Why? from now on. Because you're sitting there like a lump <laughs> on a log. And I want to hear you just say, at Dear Pod Official. At Dear Pod Official. There we go. You heard it right here, folks. Patrick's very own voice. Speaking live yes. on the air, telling you what to do. To rate? What else should they do? Rate, review, and subscribe. That's so gentle. And definitely drink very close to a microphone. So, so here good. we are today. And um, what also, a beautiful day. since we're all here, and I think, we are. how is this timing out? What, was my show still going to be? Oh, this is probably the last week of it to promote it, right? If we look, yeah. If you haven't already, please get your tickets to come and see me live at Caroline's on Broadway. I will be headlining Thursday, October 10th at 7.30 p.m., bringing a bunch of friends with me. It's going to be an amazing night. So go online right now to carolines.com to get your tickets or go to erinmaguire.com. You can click a sexy little link there. It's going to bring you right to Caroline's. That's E-R-I-N-M-A-G-U-I-R-E.com without the burp that... Patrick just put into the middle of oh, that address. I, just, I, I saw it. I saw it happening. You were oh. very polite about it. You moved away from the microphone, but just in case. So, so that, I think, is all the pimping that we need to do right now. Am I right? Is there anything that you want to pimp ever? Um, no. Any no. person that you want to pimp? No. I'm good. I'm really? good. I'm in a clearing space. So oh. I'm like all about... Clearing, clearing out the junk. Yeah. Yes. Junk in well, my trunk. you have get, a lot get, of, get no, you, you have no junk in your trunk. You have no trunk. I don't anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We need to bring the boo back just one more time. Could we? Ooh, you suck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to be back. It's the Piggly Wiggly in De Pere, Wisconsin. I certainly love it. Wait, give me a boo. Boo, you suck. Thank you, Palace Theater. <laughs> there you go. That's for you. I feel like I got that out of my system now. I needed to work out some stuff. So this week's theme. I've never played Penn Station. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? Of course I have. I've played Port I've played Authority. i played the steps. Yeah, I played Port Authority until they kicked me out. And then I went over to that Thai place that has a B rating in the window. But hey, what are you going to do? I'm waiting to play the A's. Now, so, so a couple stupid. of things. We went for iced coffee in the middle of our work day today. Yours and my work day. Correct. And I really have a problem with a paper straw. A paper straw. I know we've talked about this before. It's an issue. 
So I'm always concerned if I carry around a metal straw that somehow somehow I will end up impaling myself with it. We've actually talked about this, and we've talked about this on another pod, that I would have the exact same fear that it would go through a cheek. Right. This is also why I don't like to wear flip-flops. Ah! In case I need to run, and then I stub all my toes. Okay, you said the T word again, and toes. I think that we need to establish a boundary, because I, now you're triggering me. I'm triggered. That's the T word. Then you should leave. I'm thinking that we do that sound effect so much that we should invest in shoes on a board. Okay. Let's do it. All right. I, it's time to put money into the <clears throat> pod, you know? It's time it, to start upping sure. our ante. Yeah, I get it. And, and get some- Do you some say up. ante or auntie? If you ante. Have, like- Ante, you, like upping the ante. Oh, but I, if it's related to you, aunt. Always aunt. aunt. I'm from Boston. Oh, I don't know what the fuck That's that means. That's my aunt. Do you say aunt? No. You say aunt. Yeah. Say this, A-U-N-T-I-E-A-N-N-I-E, apostrophe S. And Annie's? You call it Annie Annie's? No, I don't call it Annie Annie's. I call it Aunt Annie's. Aunt Annie's. Why would I call it that? Because it's not as fabulous as what you're trying to say. Because Aunt is classier. She has a stand on 42nd and 8th. <laughs> it's Aunt. And, and she's just serving fried dough that's covered in cinnamon sugar. Yeah, I can do that too. Right now, my mother just stopped listening to the podcast and went to an Aunt Annie's. Fine. Well, it's Aunt Annie's. Well, bit better is Aunt. I don't know. About that. I'm a little bit British. That's are, the thing about Boston. You? Boston accents can be British oh, and then they? trashy at the same time. Oh, you're right. Because Ben like Affleck's really fucking British. Oh, yes, he is. Mm -hmm. uh, like my, my family says Kant and Both. Those are Britishisms. I think he's calling you a cunt, not a... Oh. Sorry. You dropped it. There you go. Yeah. We just lost a listener. Yeah. You Did win you hear some, it? you lose some, and then you gain some. Oh, uh, wait. All right. Here we are. That's your paper straw. I know. I'm drinking out of a paper straw. That's James what is said. not featuring us at all today. It's because we've had an afternoon together, and we get saucy when we leave this place. It also has increased in about 20 degrees outside. It really has. It's steamy, and I love it, and it's gorgeous and out. I'm wearing black denim, so... It looks so good, though. I really liked your jeans. I made a mental Thanks. note. What is the brand of your jean? Um, I think it's, I think it's Jordash. Ew! What? They still make Jordash? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a natural reaction and a judgment call, and I didn't mean to offend anybody who loves Jordash. There's Sassoon. Everybody knows that. Sassoon. I had the best Sassoon backpack. It was blue, and it was. It had How a did rainbow. you not get your ass kicked? Uh, a well, Sassoon I, backpack? Right. You were an old man, well beyond your years. And it was <clears throat> the, the Sassoon, like, okay symbol. Oh. You know, like the okay. Yes, okay. yeah. Well, I'm showing you this right now. But yeah, the, the, the listeners can't see your hand. Correct. That's why I'm showing it to and you. And explaining the okay hand. Right. That's and that's the Sassoon symbol. You that can also was, Google it. That was the image on the backpack and was also the zipper pull was... How old were you when you had a Sassoon backpack? Was there a Wall Street Journal in there? There was, I think it was like uh, seventh grade, six, seven, five, six, seventh, eighth grade. Wow. Did you talk to the kids about, you know, Michael Douglas's amazing career? What was? I really had no business talking to anybody in school because. Because you had a Sassoon backpack. I didn't care for them. You were too cool for school when you I got Sassoon. I was too Sassoon. old. My parents were like 109. All my brothers and sisters are 17 years older than I am. So you had to age early is what yeah. you're saying. Like, so it's like, you're, grow I'm up. I'm like, Mimi, your problems aren't <laughs> relevant. You're too young. Move on. You don't know what it's like to pay a mortgage every He's month. He's going to leave you. <laughs> We're in fifth grade. Move on. Come back when you're pregnant. I just wanted to share your goldfish, Patrick. Fuck off. I'm late for work. What? I mean science. Do you want some Fig Newtons? <laughs> I'm late for work. What? I mean home ec. Okay? <laughs> wow. I picture you in a three-piece suit when you were five years old. I think I've already talked about this. I'd always wear my St. Giles School sweater, even when it was about 100 degrees outside. No, you didn't talk about that. You've talked about the your overalls that had your name written on oh, it my so that pedophiles here. could yeah. find yeah, you yeah. easily. That's hanging yeah. up in my house. Is it really? Yeah, my mom framed, framed them and gave them to me. For she framed your pants. Well, they're overalls. They're not really pants, and they're small. <laughs> so they fit nicely in a but frame. But she still framed an outfit. 
Yeah. Well, I wore it. It's not like I never wore it and then she framed it. Why is it weird to me that somebody would frame I don't know. an outfit? You have three pairs of your own underwear framed in your bedroom. I think that's weird. So I literally okay. thought to myself, do I? <laughs> I don't know. I have people come in and do it for me. Oh, gross. Wow. That would... I have never framed a piece of clothing well, and never thought about that as an option. Well, people do it. Well, so, you, you are, you your go. tone is very harsh right now. And you like just told me that you have a framed <clears throat> pair of overalls that you wore when you were a kid. So let's just uh-huh. tamp uh-huh. the judgment oh, down, oh, Queenie. Oh, 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 oh. I got to see these overalls. <laughs> oh, I've I never been invited to your home, though. Well, you'll never be invited. Because I'm a vampire. Oh. Okay. Don't invite me over the threshold. So. If I invite you in. Today's theme, everybody. We're going back and we're grabbing some bags today. It is grab bag day. Grab it by the sack. Oh, and pull gently and release. Oh, God. Yes, we're going back into the bag and we're just picking out a couple of randoms for you today because we're a couple of randoms just jibber jabbering into a microphone. We really Yeah, because every now and then when we have assignments, themes that we give each other, we find some ridiculous... Articles along the way that don't necessarily fit into any themes that we've been dealing with so far. So we found a home for them in the grab bag. Are you excited to grab some bags? I'm very excited. I'm also trying to find my overalls for you right oh, now. Oh, no. Can, we're going to post a picture of Patrick's overalls on our Instagram page. We're yes. making a note of it. I'm very excited that your panties are going to be on display. But don't get them in a bunch. I get it. I get it. I get it. You see? See what I did there? I think I. How much I, does it cost to frame somebody's pants? Well, is I there guess a, it all depends. Can on you the, imagine being the framer that gets that from your mother? Well, they weren't my underwear again. Again, but it's a still. It's a creepy. She's bringing in a pair of kids' overalls and telling somebody, "Can you put this in a glass frame?" People do it all the time. I want to stare at these overalls on my wall. I think people do it all the time. Okay, then write to us, dearpotofficial at gmail.com. Please Have do. you ever framed a piece of clothing? And please show us. Prove it. Yes. That would be amazing. I, think- I want to see pictures of people's framed clothes. I've seen a framed bridal gown, which what? I thought was weird. Bridal gown? Yeah. Like a full- Gown. But it was like on display in a glass case in somebody's home, which is really thinking a lot of your gown. Yeah. I had a gorgeous bridal gown. <gasps> well, by the time this comes out, I will have already celebrated my eight-year wedding anniversary. That's amazing. When is your anniversary? May. Why did I think it was in September? That's my. I don't know. Those are my other gay friends, Ben and Sebastian. They celebrate a September 11th wedding anniversary, which is a real downer. And they got they chose that date after the September 11th of 2001. Well, I, mean, I think it was because they knew they could get a discount on that day or something. Well, I th- think you're gonna have to make you know something good out of that. That is a good way to look at it. It's my nephew's birthday, <clears throat> September 11th. See? And we choose to celebrate life, kids. That's what we do here at the pod. Are you looking for your pants or your articles? I'm looking for my pants. And now... <clears throat> I can't find them. I have so much salt in my mouth from this salad. Well, I also searched for a long time to find that picture of Pouty Joseph to show him. <laughs> because I am searching... I just want you to know, I stopped in the Christmas store on the way back in New Hampshire thinking that maybe Pouty Joe would be there, and he wasn't there. Somebody bought the Joe, but I did ask the women at the front counter, and the best was having to sift through my old pictures and find the Pouty Joseph and make up an elaborate lie to the Christmas store owners that I had this nativity and I broke the Joe, and I showed her the picture of the Pouty Joseph. How'd that go? Should I tell this story? I guess. Do whatever you want. Do whatever the fuck well, you yeah, want. Yeah, because we just talked about it, but I'll tell you anyway. Um, All right. My husband loves Christmas chach. He loves a Christmas store. We have to go in every single one all the time. And uh, we went into this one Christmas store that was massive. And there was a whole section in the back that was just nativities, which I say nativities. He says nativities. And this is like a bone of contention in our marriage. If I get divorced, it's because I kept really hitting the nay in nativity. 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 Crash. What? 
You say tomato, I say nativity. I say crash. <laughs> crash seems really intense. So it was a huge, like a large size. I would say each individual figurine was about a foot tall. And the Joseph, for some reason, was giving you duck lips. He was giving you pouty face. He was really, mm. he looked so sexy. It was the sexiest Joseph I've ever seen. <clears throat> I like a sexy Joseph. I love a pouty Joe. And we looked at the um, the price tag, and it was four hundred and ten dollars. That's absurd. He's not <sighs> even real, Dad. Is it weird that when I looked <clears throat> at the price tag, I went go to hell no. <laughs> in front of a nativity, I which mean, is pretty much where I've guaranteed that I'm going to go. I really like a precious moments nativity. Ah, oh! because it just doesn't make any sense. They're children. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Like, we've taken nativities too far. I think we've taken them as far as we can go. I love a live nativity. And I always have an issue around Christmas time with people putting out the Jesus too soon. (laughs) I really have an issue with that. So I tried to- um, Steal the baby? I tried to take the Joseph. And then around Christmas, she'll deliver it, because that's what you do. But if you just have- All I wanted of this nativity was just the Joseph. I didn't want the rest of them. And you have to buy the whole set. So I tried well, I tried I to see sense. if I could just get the Joseph, and I lied to the Christmas store ladies, and I said, I have this set. I broke the Joe. How can I get sexy, pouty Joseph? And they said, you can't. You have to buy the whole set. Well, they, they pointed me towards the website, so I'm going to see if I can find it. I need to give exact numbers, though. It seems very expensive. $410 for a nativity. I could spend <clears> 100 <throat> and make people enact it live on my lawn. I think that's what you should do. Oh my God. Can you imagine if for our Christmas party this year, we had a live nativity? Like you're, yeah, it was outside. We all have to dress up. You're all given an assignment. And they're frozen. They have to stay frozen. So they're, they're a living tableau. Well, that, I don't know if that's going to be any fun. And it will, but it was like, people will come into the party and they'll see the live nativity and they'll make comments about it and then they'll go in Mm. to the party. And there we are live. Um, While you look for your pants. Yes, ma'am. And sift through your phone. Yes, ma'am. Do you want I should read you an article? A what? I should read you an article from the grab bag. Here they are. Here's my pants. Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I love the paint color of your room. That's the first thing my eye went to. Secondly- I think it's black and white. That is the funniest, weirdest- Peanutsiest, Charles Schultziest, creepiest. I love the Peanuts gang. Most hysterical. We're posting this picture on our Instagram. Patty's pants will be posted online for the world to see. They are cute. It's a cute pair of pants. Thank you. Still a little creepy. All right. Not going to lie. I didn't realize your name was so bold on your pants. It's a huge Patrick written across your chest. It would have been better if your name was Carl. So I could have a hot Carl on yeah, my chest? Yeah, it's just weird. Ew! <laughs> Haven't you, though? So let's do it. What do you say? Uh, no? Do what? What do you want? I want to I read some articles. We're uh, here to do business. This is our business. You suck! Thank you. That was the perfect soundbite for this episode. It really is. All right, I'm going in. All right, going deep. This one says Your Problems by Ann Landis. This is the Fort Lauderdale News. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You better have some sort of essence of a Floridian. What's a Floridian accent? Anything. Can I do Liza? March 12th, 1971. (laughs) It's an all Liza. It should be Liza because this this is a 10-year-old kid writing to Ann Landers. Should I read it as Liza? What do you think? Why not? Or do I do the kid voice? I'll do it as Liza. Here we go. Dear Ann Landers, I am 10 years old, but I read your column every day, so I don't see why I shouldn't write to you if I feel like it. There's this nice girl in my room at school. She has a brown patch on her face in the shape of a mouse. My aunt said it is because her mother was frightened by a mouse before my friend was born. Is this right? 
Signed, Jennifer. Dear Jen, no! The girl's mother may have been frightened by a mouse, but it has nothing to do with the birthmark on her face. This is an old wives' tale. Stupid bitch! (laughs) (laughs) This 10-year-old girl writes to you and she's like, no! Stupid! Grow up! Jennifer, your name's not even on your pants. It's a hooker. You're a hooker. (laughs) Her mother's a hooker. You're a poker player. I'm sorry I wrote to you, (laughs) Anne. Do you ever hear there's an old wives' tale that if your mother is frightened by a mouse, that ends up on your face? No, because it's not a fucking thing. That's not a real thing. Well, it's an old wives' tale. Old wives' tales are not real tales. They're old wives' tales. (laughs) Yes, I thought you would enjoy this article Just because it's ridiculous And hence, the grab bag theme That is absurd Can you really, like, oh Why would you even tell you, like, why would you tell your child Oh no, you have that hideous thing on your face Because So that she won't probably make fun of her at school Or something Then go get some makeup and cover her face Oh, no, no. This is written from the friend's perspective. Great. Then go to your friend and put and makeup, put makeup on, her, on face. her face. Don't you even. Would you be that mean to a kid? I would yes. take her to the counter. <laughs> I'd like, make her look like Christina, Christina, Christina Aguilera in the Ricky Martin video. Nobody you- wants to be lonely and hit it, toots. And just cover her. Cover her with Mac 10. Yeah. Make it, make her like take three hours to get the shit off her face. Be like one of those Instagram makeup videos. I love an Instagram makeup tutorial, but How they can you... r- draw a whole different face on your face now. Right. But I also want to know like, yeah, I have a date tonight, so I'm going to put on my makeup now. It's 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. I know I have to get started. He's picking me up at 8 p.m. It's so thick that like you could put it up to your, if you put your finger on your face, it dents in it up to your first knuckle. It doesn't knuckle. look right. I agree. I mean, I'm wearing makeup now, but but you it, know, it's body makeup, so you can't actually see it. Oh, you've contoured your breasts. Yeah, good. That's fine. Look, if I can draw them in, by all means. You got to do something, right? Like my friend once said, he wants to get a tattoo of a bigger penis on his penis. I'd do it. We can cut that out. <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah, that was just a quickie little one hitter. Ooh, maybe we have time for another. Do you want another? All right, here we go. The Courier from Waterloo, Iowa, January 10th, 1974. Mm. Dear Abby, my parents and I get along great, except when it comes to their ideas and how I should dress. I'm not allowed to wear midriffs, halters, or anything that shows off my lower back. Also, I can't show my stomach or belly button. To them, if a girl shows her belly button, it's as bad as going naked. It's unbelievable how old-fashioned they are in some ways, considering how modern they are in other ways. Oh, I'm a 15-year-old girl. (laughs) I knew there was going to be a thing at the end. I was literally going to say, oh, by the way, I'm nine. (laughs) Oh, I'm a 15-year-old girl. I really love my parents and realize they care about me, but they do not have to restrict my clothing like they do. St. Cloud, Florida. Oh, she signed her place. Okay. Well, first of all, Florida. Dear Saint, you should thank your lucky stars they do. There are a lot of weirdos running around who don't need anything more than a belly button to send send them off. Ew. Was that it? That's it. This girl clearly needs a pair of pants with her name on them. Um, Overall. Okay. Oh, by the way, I'm 15. By the way, I'm 15. I can do whatever I want. Look, I'm eight years old, and I want to show people my midriff, and you need to just get off of if my I jock. Want both my nipples pierced, I can do what I want. I am in the fifth grade. It is my body, my choice. If I want a teardrop tattoo, I'll wait until I'm nine and then get over it, okay? If I want to host USA's USA Dance Party and have a tear on my face until I meet Prince, that's what I'm going to do. Who is that? Don't you? Didn't you ever watch uh, dance, Never. dance Party USA? I never, I never watched Dance and Princess, Party. Princess it. had a little tear on the side of her face. Did she, she know what it was? Did she know what it represents? She put it on. She put the tear on and she's like, I'll only remove this tear until I meet my husband, Prince. 
I don't think she ever met him. Or she was like, I'll only remove this tear when I can undo the fact that I killed a guy in Muskegon. <laughs> Does she know what it represented? Or did teardrop tattoos not mean that back in the dance party days? I don't days? think so. Dance Party USA, really harsh lighting. I think it was in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I've never watched Dance Party USA, but weirdly, you know, like I watched Club MTV. It's completely different. Is it Was it like benign dancing? It was like posters hanging from the ceiling. But was it just a bunch of people dancing? Like, like why teenagers. did we do this? What we tuned in to just watch people a dance, dance part. That was all. But not yeah. even like good dancing, just they're at a club. And I get to speak from experience because I was on an episode of Club La Boomba. I don't know what that is. Nobody should know what it is unless you watch Univision all the time. Ah, a CSE. Hey, fun fact. So I was in Midtown when I first moved to the city and I got a call from some random agent. And they were like, can you be to the National Video Center? This is back when the National Video Center existed. Can you be here in the next hour? And I said, yes, yes, I can. I'll do anything for my art. And they never told me what it was. And they were like, you're going to get 50 bucks for the day. And I show up and I go to check in and they were like, oh yeah, you're at Club La Boomba. It's down the hallway. So I was like, Club La Boomba? Okay. And I walked in and it was Univision's answer to Club MTV. And here's little white pale gingery me in the middle of Club La Boomba. And they started the music and they were like, okay, everybody dance. And so everybody's getting up on each other and freaking on each other. And I was like, I just came in from Times Square. I don't know what's, what's going on. I was told I was going to get $50 and some pizza. And now I'm getting grinded up on by like three guys. And they were like, okay, everybody cut. Okay. And then they're going to bring the host out. Who's the host of Club La Bumba? Sofia Vergara. What? Yes. Look it up, kitties. You know, you want to look it up because I searched for my episode of Club La Bumba. I didn't get much screen time. I don't know why. I don't know why. They were like, why did we put Beaker from the Muppets in the middle of Club La Bumba? (laughs) Why? I am so uncomfortable watching this ginger who who looks confused, frankly. She looks confused and she looks a little frightened. Are you Googling this? I'm Googling Princess. There she is. Oh. Oh, God. So now we've got a lot to put on the Instagram this week. We're going to have a picture of Princess's teardrop tattoo. It's not a tattoo. Oh. Oh, it, I thought it was a, a tattoo. It's a stick on. Oh, God. So she didn't do any time. She's not Prince. Oh, it's so sad. It's like a. Uh, it's like she took a bindi and just put it on wrong. She really? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Princess. Look, she's no Sofia Vergara from Club La She is not. So, but uh, she does love a hat and a side split. What? Well, who doesn't? I am going to find a picture of Sofia Vergara on Club La Bumba. And I remember them like ushering her in. And, and it was like a big thing to have her in the room. And I was like, where the fuck am I? And then when we were on a five-minute break, I left. I just left. I don't think I ever got my 50 bucks to be on Club La Bumba. I walked out and I was like, I, I, I don't feel right. I, <laughs> I I don't think I'm supposed to be in this club. I did that on the set of um, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. I just left. Why were you on the set of My Best Friend's Wedding? Because they filmed hired, it in Chicago? Because I was hired to be there. Like an extra? Yeah. And you just walked away? We were there for so long and nothing. You, I, was, I think I put my makeup on like four different times. They redid my tux. They did all the stuff. Oh my god! So like you had a costume and everything. Yeah. Was it your own costume? Your own tux? No, sir. No, you walked away with a piece of. No, I took it costume. off and I left. I, Why it, did it, you leave? I was, there for, I was there for like the fourteenth hour, and I was like, so like, what's happening? Like I've never done this before. And then you realized it's hell to be an and extra. Then they, then they called me the next day. They're like, um, "Where are you?" I'm like, uh, "I gotta go to school." <laughs> They're like, "What?" I said, "I'm." Going to school, I can't. I mean, you and guys they were like me. continuity. Julia Roberts is going to be yeah. pissed. Yeah. Did you ever make the cut? Did you ever watch the movie and like look for yourself? What scene was it? Uh, the last scene. Oh, <clears throat> so the actual wedding. Correct. Well, I'm going to look for you in my best friend's wedding, and you're going to look for me on Club La Bumba. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. This seems like a fair trade. So we have a lot to watch this week, don't we? I guess we do. Uh, let's start Netflixing and not chilling. Okay. All right, Me and Jim on. do Netflix and sleep. That's marriage. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right. 
The Daily Telegram, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, October 4th, 1968, a Friday. Ooh. The title of this one is Sex is Pleasurable Relaxer, Not Man's Dandruff Curer. When I say grab bag, I am grabbing deep in this You're bag. grabbing all the bags. I'm grabbing everybody's bag. Dear Ann Landers, ask around and let me know if I am the only woman in the world who is married to such a kook. <laughs> My husband, age 31, thinks sex is the cure for everything. Insomnia, depression, worry, heartburn, headache, oh. Oh. just name it. Last night was the last straw. He decided sex was also a cure for dandruff. This is his reasoning. Most dandruff is caused by nervousness. Sex is the greatest relaxer known to man. If he were more relaxed, he wouldn't have so much dandruff. As a dutiful wife, it is my responsibility to help rid him of his tension. A reduction in tension means a reduction in dandruff. Is he nuts or am I? Mrs. Curall. Dear Mrs., whenever a woman asks me if her husband is nuts or if she is, I always remind her that she selected him. As for your husband using sex as an excuse to rid himself of dandruff, why must it be an excuse for something? Sex can and should be a supportive, pleasurable part of marriage. And while it may also be therapeutic, a husband should not have to ask for it as a cure for something. Sexy Anne. I've got a wrinkle on my shirt. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I twisted my ankle. Fuck Stick me. it in. Yep. Oh, God. I can't open this jar. Fuck me. BJ. <laughs> I like that your answer is always fuck me. <laughs> I have indigestion. Fuck me. Don't fuck me. Oh, God. No. No. I have horrible diarrhea. This, I don't Well, the other way, we're going to do it. I was hesitating reading this article because I feel like it's going to give my husband an excuse to say something like this to me. L like, let me lay down next to you and- Put and, myself inside you. Ew! Joe Patrick! No! I. Why do I do People this? People do the, this. People, it's, sex is a wonderful thing, Aaron. The baster! The one, baster! One, one day you and Jim will consummate your relationship. Any day now. Any day. I am pure as the driven snow, I okay. will have you know. Every one, now and again, there's some urine on the snow, so. And it tastes delicious. I should say so. It's like a snow cone. <laughs> Did you have a Snoopy snow cone machine when you no. were a kid? Because you were denied a childhood. No, you didn't have a Snoopy snow cone machine, but you had a Sassoon backpack. Yeah. I got it at Gotskins where I got my shoes. Gotskins? That was the name of the shoe place. That is a horrible, that's creepy. Like G-O-T skins, really like you it, got skins? Or is it got skids? I don't know. If it's got skids, I definitely had that growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on. Let's do it. Give me another. The Chicago Tribune, Chicago, Illinois, January 5th, 1975. That is a real sultry voice. Thank you. Dear Abby, I am so upset I can hardly see straight. The other night, my husband came home and told me that some woman had read his palm for $5 and told him that either I was going to die and he was going to marry somebody else or... <laughs> He and I were going to get divorced because she definitely saw two marriages in his palm. How do you like that? Ever since my husband told me that, I've been afraid to go to sleep for fear I might not wake up again. Also, I'm afraid of saying something that might not that might not set, sit right with him for fear it'll start a fight which may lead to breaking up of our marriage. Man, this thing has really hit me hard. <laughs> We have always had a pretty good relationship, but not anymore. I need your help. Scared. I want to hear what she has to say about the storefront psychic. Dear Scared, the only thing that you can tell by looking at a person's palm is whether it's clean or not. Foretelling the future? No way. It's all a lot of rubbish, so forget it. And tell your husband to forget it, too. That's it. Five dollars is a great price. Well, this was 1975. Inflation. <clears throat> I don't think, I didn't think psychics really told you bad things. Um, I think storefront psychics probably do, which I'm obsessed with a storefront psychic. Have we talked about this? Yep. That in the village, there's a lot of psychic storefronts 
there's one down the street from me next to Snowflake um, Salon. Yeah, like they they take up some good real estate. And I always walk by and I think, how are all the best bars and restaurants closing? But the psychic is still in business. And then my next thought no is, did they hear me think that? Maybe. And then somebody told me that they're they're fronts for like the mafia. It's, Probably. Yeah. Their overhead is just what, like san- hand sanitizer? It's well, and I, I think that there's like cockfighting happening behind them. Because if you look at how tight the storefront area is sometimes, I'm like, how did you, did you just buy a window? I think so. They're like sitting in just the window. Correct. Have you ever had your palm read by any of the psychics in New York? Have you ever done that? Um, my lover and I, I think I've already told you this, my lover and I on our first date. No, you've never told me this. I had my palm read at um, Employees Only. Is that <gasps> the name of it? Yes. In the village? Yes, the speakeasy. And um, there was this woman, she read my palm and like, so what do you think about what's going to happen between the two of us? And she's like, okay. First date, mm-hmm. you did this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, I'm not going to say it's not going to work, but it's going to be a lot of work, a lot of work. And she was not wrong. And when we went back to find her again, it was like, they're like, there's been no palm reader here. Like, what? Oh, no. (laughs) There never was one. What do you mean? Or like, I'd go back and it's 16 handles. I swear to God, it was a. It was a speakeasy right here. Look, where's the Zoltar Speaks machine? <laughs> uh, that is funny. She really said that to you. Yeah. That is amazing. And she was not incorrect. And she, did she do like a shot of gin right after she said that? That's a great bar. We left and then I just heard a single gunshot. And then I think she <laughs> And then I heard somebody say, take her out back. Dead sidekick coming through. Wow. Yeah. She was not wrong. Did she tell you anything else? Mm, no. You and I are always going to psychics. We're always looking for something. We are we are searching for an answer from people sitting in a window in a cramped hot space in New York. Yeah. I've never done a palm reader. Like had sex with one or? Yet. Okay. The night's still young. They could probably tell you if you- The sun is still up. I mean, uh, so why don't you, why don't you, I'm yeah. passing the torch this week. Can yes. give you some more responsibility if you can handle it. Can you lead us in? Michelle, can you handle this? Kelly, can you handle this? Beyonce, can you I'm handle better it? than you two. That's what the original lyrics were. They're like, I think we're going to, I don't. Okay, let's try I, this one. I'll leave you in the dust. Beyonce, can we soften that a little bit? It seems a little harsh to Michelle and Kelly. Okay. Okay. Michelle, you, you definitely can't handle this. Kelly, Maybe. But I'm Beyonce, and I'm going to blow you both out. And of the I water. can handle it. Too much. Anyway, by the way, we're breaking up after this album. What? <laughs> that was a good act. Thank I you. enjoyed that so much. I wanted to see where the story was going to go. Well, you knew <laughs> the stories go places. You know where else the stories go? They to come listener from- mail. Listener mail. You've you got don't some stories. Have to listen listen to the mail. I'm downtown. Will someone get me a ride back to the city? I need you for your Hey! Liza, can you get out of the trunk now? Oh, I thought this was my sofa. So sorry. So comfortable in here, though. Smells a little like gasoline. Smells like mama. But exactly. But most of my cocktails smell like gasoline anyway. (laughs) So we've got some listener mail this week, and we would like some more mail. So please write into dearpodofficial at gmail.com, and don't be afraid to subscribe and review us on all of your social media. You did such a good job. I'm so proud, baby. Please write in um, whatever kind of questions you'd love for us to take a look at. Anything that's on yes. your brain hole. On your pretty little brains Send minds. it our way or send us some images of um, your childhood overalls that are hanging yeah. on your wall. If you've got a picture of any pants that you've had framed, I want to see them. I want to know that somebody else is doing these creepy things. But you should also have a question with that as well. Ah, fuck it. Dear Just Pot Official at gmail.com. Yes. So we've got two questions that we're going to be tackling this week. Would you like to start us off? I would love to, Diane. Please take it away. 
Well, the first question, are we, are we, did you want to do it in a certain order? Oh. oh, yeah, let's do the hypo because I feel like this came out of the dandruff. Oh, that was okay. Just me. All right. I will just change gears here. Okay. Dear Pod, my question concerns my mother. On the rare occasion that I speak to my mother on the phone, 90% of the conversation is wrapped up in her ailment of the day or ailment du jour, for those of you who are listeners who prefer the French way. How do I get my mother to stop talking about her bronchitis and boy bronchitis and boils each time I have a conversation with her? Sincerely, had it with hypochondria. They know that we have a French listener. Ah, bonjour, uh, je bonsoir, hey, French fry, uh, <laughs> baguette, <laughs> brie. Yeah. Go ahead, dear. Had it. I know we all get very busy with our own lives and checking things off of our to-do list. Buy groceries, drop off laundry, get Vicky to give you a blowout, get blood out of the backseat of the El Dorado, and get that restraining order from your sister. Typical things. Now imagine you're older, and that to-do list has become more of a what-can-I-do list, not to mention that your social circle is as big as Linda Carter's Cabaret album. I have a friend, Patty McDougal, super swell and makes a killer vodka stinger. Now Patty is one of those people that chats with mom nearly every day. Every day. Had it. I can tell that you're not the type of person to call up mama boils and bronchitis every day, and that is okay. Don't beat yourself up over it, as I am sure she is not waiting for you to call her up on one of her particularly lonely days where the TV reception is so spotty she can barely watch her mash reruns. She probably just doesn't want you to call her up and simply say hello and for her to wake up her brain and feel that someone loves her and recognizes her. I am sure Supermarket Sweep will find a steady signal and she will be able to watch it in its entirety. Anyway, some say Patty is crazy for the everyday phone calls and the check-ins, but it is what it is. The conversation really writes itself these days and consists of nearly the same thing verbatim, each and every day. How are you? So-and-so is sick. So-and-so is dying. What are you having for dinner? And then the inevitable, what's the weather like? This is the part of the conversation where Patty makes a sign of the cross and jumps in front of the speeding number six train. <laughs> Speaking about the weather is as interesting as sifting through bedpans at Soars R Us in hopes of finding a true gem of a deal. Also to note, Patty's mom spends the majority of the start of the conversation clearing her throat in the most guttural way possible. Think of a Mack truck starting its engine for the first time on a cold February morning in Gary, Indiana, and that's mama. Patty realized that the ailments of the day and the daily obituary rundown and that nails on the chalkboard banter about the weather had something else in it. Patty's mom probably hasn't spoken to many people that day and probably doesn't have that many friends around anymore. So, topics on her mind are the ones that are front and center. The impending rain, Dr. Finn's funeral mass, little Michael broke his arm, and what, and that she will be having a single piece of toast and some tuna for dinner. So, had it. While the conversation might be like a who's who of who's dying or CBS's forensic follies, I don't think it would kill you to just play along for five minutes. Keep in mind, I'm sure your mother wasn't jumping up and down singing the wheels on the bus go round and round every day either. It seems to be coming full circle, don't you think? And if you don't like where the conversation is headed, then change course. Tell her about a recent book you read or a movie or what Ann Baxter was wearing on Tuesday night's episode of Hotel and pour yourself four fingers worth of Ciroc vodka and kick it back and ask her about that goddamn weather. If we have learned anything from the movie Cocoon, it is that there is a child inside all of us that just needs someone to wave at us and say hello. And maybe buy a pair of pants that has their name on it. Correct. Ciroc is vodka? Yes. I thought that that was like a weird malt liquor. Then you don't drink. I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, that's missing from my bar. That was a very nice answer. Very sweet. It was sweet. Very kind. Uh-huh. Now we downshift into madam. Okay, here we go. Dear Hypo, boy, oh boy, can I relate to your problem. You think it's bad hearing it for five minutes? Try hearing it 19 out of the 24 hours of the day. I love my jewels dearly, but for 38 years now, I hear about how the world is battering down his delicate frame from the moment his eyes creak open until I tape them shut at night. <laughs> he actually goes through the entire alphabet of ailments during the course of one day. 
He wakes up talking about arthritis, that's A, and goes to sleep with the Zika virus, Z. My Jules has taken more unnecessary trips to the ER than Howard Hughes, but this agreement I entered into said for better or for worse. I just didn't know worse was having to explain to a doctor that my husband needs to have some blood removed because he claims it's too thick. And this brings me to your problem. For better or for worse, our family has their quirks. I imagine your mother has taken more trips around the sun than Jupiter at this point. She shot you out of a body X amount of years ago, and unfortunately, that earns her the right to complain about said body to you. And I got news for you, sugar. At this point in her life, you ain't gonna change that leopard's liver spots. Your job as the good child is to be a sounding board for her WebMD daily TED Talk. If it's too much for you, then I recommend taping yourself going, "Uh uh-huh, oh yeah, that's awful, and just letting it play on a loop while she runs down her daily diatribe of diseases. Put her on speaker and continue your daily chores. When it gets to be too much for me, sometimes I put one of my wigs on that life-size cardboard cutout of Roy Rogers and leave it in the room with Jules. He delivers the depressing list of aches and pains to Roy, and he's none the wiser thanks to the glaucoma. It wouldn't kill you to humor this woman at this stage in her life. Or you can always claim you've got Meniere's disease. That's a disease of the inner ear affecting hearing. My Jules always gets that at 4 p.m. every day when he starts scrolling through the back half of the alphabet. Happy hearing. Anne! Lovely. Thank you. Lovely. Well, thank you on behalf of her. Yeah, that was really lovely. Very I'm just touching. the messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Roy Rogers cardboard cutout just keeps coming back like a bad penny. Uh, I mean, let me just say that I love talking about the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I love ailments of the day. Every mother wants to talk about the weather. I get the rundown on multiple different spots. My mother's now become um, a weatherman. A Every weather mother is a meteorologist. She is telling me what it's doing. She's like, it's raining there. No, it's not. Look outside your window. Okay. It's uh, 85 and sunny. Well, you're going to get rain. This is like the psychic. Well, uh, there's something (laughs) that's going to come in. There's rain in your forecast. No shit. It's May. Uh, My mother has the IntelliCast radar up, and she always tells me when and exactly what time the rain is going to be running through. But this is also the same woman who likes to watch port webcams and watch cruise ships coming in and out. She watches other people on vacation. This is what they do. Mothers give you the weather rundown and tell you who's dying now. Yes. You know, so-and-so has died. I don't. Actually, I don't know them. You remember them. And then it goes on to a story, and I'm like, "Mm." no. And you went to school with so-and-so. I'm like, "Mm, no. Not at all. That's not me. Well, in her defense, she's had about 15 kids. I'm sure she's mixing you with somebody else. Mother! Mother! I love a mother weather report. Those should be the meteorologists from now on. And oh at the God. end of every weather report, they're like, did you eat your beans? And then it just cuts right back so to the So what are you going to have for dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we should do. Every now and then we should call in for your mother live and have her tell us the weather in Boston. Oh, okay. Lovely. I think we smell a new segment coming up. It's called Erin's Mother Delivers a Weather Report. I oh, I love a weather report. We're going to make it like a news segment. Okay. Yes, this just in. This is fantastic. We'll record it. Meteorology by Moth. Moth's Meteorology, the new segment here at Deer Pod, coming down the pike very soon. So prepare yourself. It should be very exciting. Hi, I'm calling in from Boston where it's sunny and 78. It's a beautiful day out. But I can see we're going to be getting rain. I've been checking my radar. And she checks the weather every 10 minutes like it's going to be different. Like weather on the ones? Yeah, she's weather on the ones, but for herself. She's not giving that diatribe to everybody, but you know. So there we go. Hypochondria. I like that. Thank you. Well, I didn't write it, but you know, thank you on behalf of whoever wrote to us with hypochondria. Uh, We got got another one, don't we? Oh, here we go. Oh, there it is. Dear Pod, I am 23 years old and planning to be married next spring. (laughs) Now, they wrote, my finance is a wonderful man, but I assume they mean fiance. So I'm just going to- I don't think so. My finance is a wonderful man. She's looking at her ring. She's like, my finance, my fiance. (laughs) 
is a wonderful man. Look at this. I'm going to take that. My finance is a wonderful man, but he is very close to a boyhood friend. And when they are together, they act like they are still 16. This friend is loud, vulgar, and enjoys putting people down, including my fiance, supposedly in jest. I hate him. Mm. And I doubt he likes me. I doubt it. He will also be my husband's best man, and I'm concerned over his behavior at the wedding. I know I can't do anything about that, but how can I nudge my future husband away from this animal once we are married? Mm. He's like a different person when they're together, and not in a good way. Sign, Stuffy in Syracuse. Stuff it. Dear Stuff. Stuff it. Dear Stuff. (laughs) I can't do that. This is is Anne. This is pure. I'm keeping it pure, baby. Dear Stuff, I hear you, honey. My Jules has a childhood friend named Chucky Cackles who drives me to drink before noon. The mere mention of his name makes my eyes roll to the back of my head and down the block. Mercifully, he lives hours away, so his visits are few and far between. But every time Chucky rolls into town in his Chrysler LeBaron, I gird my loins for an exhausting 24 hours. I don't know what it is about this man that has a hold on my Jules. But every time they go out gallivanting, Jules runs in at all hours smelling like cream de menthe and clove cigarettes. It's like he becomes a different person. And when their time together is over, Chucky leaves a wake of destruction in his path, and it takes Jules days to recover and get his blood pressure and sugars back in order. Now, I know you can't do what I did with my Jules. Lock him in the basement when Chucky rolls into town and tell him he's on a religious retreat. That trick worked twice on Chucky. So, you have to face the problem head on. Set your husband to be down and tell him what you see. That the man you love is the one that shows up for you, not his Chucky. You may have to compromise. Remember, this guy is a friend for a reason. It's fine if your husband wants to hang out with his Chucky from time to time. Just make yourself scarce or you'll be wanted for murder. If this is a recurring thing where they're hanging out constantly, some lines will have to be drawn in the sand. If he has a problem with that, tell him, welcome to marriage, baby. Remind him, we are a product of the company we keep. Just make sure the company isn't Monsanto. Bam! Wow. Yeah. Getting right to the point. <sighs> Different. Her why Dilly Dally? Yeah. Why? 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 Dilly nor Dally. Neither. Why Aaron Dilly or Dally? Who? Oh. Okay. Mm. Well, let's see. uh, Let's dive in. Let's do it. Dear Stuffy, getting between a man and his best friend is like pulling a stake from a tiger. It won't end well, and more than likely you'll be ripped to shreds and stain the carpet. You hate him, he hates you, poo-poo on you. The worst thing you can do now is fuel this flame. I remember dating Sandy O'Reilly many moons ago. His best friend, Peter Kelly, did not like me very much, probably because I could form sentences and didn't eat meat out of a can. Anytime the three of us were together, Peter would treat me worse than Blair Warner treated Joe Polnicek on the 80s juggernaut Facts of Life. And as much as I tried to take the good and take the bad, all I had was the facts of life. The fact that we never were going to get along, so one of us should just get going. So after a particularly rough night, when Peter railed into Sally and I harder than a score stripper on a stripper pole, I snapped. Not only did I speak my mind, but I incinerated that tiny man. I had been biting my tongue so long and hard that I started to sound like Anne Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train. Sandy couldn't believe what was coming out of my mouth and pressured me to apologize for leave. And with that, I picked up my pocketbook, started to leave, looked at my finest manicure yet, had my hand on the knob, turned and said, You know what, Peter? You're a Rosemary Clooney-loving pink triangle-wearing, kielbasa-swallowing, hiding rough trade magazine inside a Playboy, friend of Dorothy, Jim J. Bullock for the win, homosexual, and you can have him. My point here is, there may be a hidden reason for this friend's resentment towards you that has nothing yet everything to do with you. So if he isn't man enough to put you first or squash the squabble, then you go and you find someone who will. Abby. Wow. It's interesting that you or she latched on to the resentment and the anger that's between the girlfriend or the fiance, like the female and him. Mm-hmm. That's more about that dynamic. To me, it's more about, oh, you know how you're 
your people have like because I've got the same issue with my own very jewels, my my very own jewels. That's the uh-huh. word. Uh-huh. Um, where he has a group of friends who I cannot stand when he hangs out with them because he acts like a different person oh. in their presence. But do you have any of this with Marcus? Hmm. Are there any of his friends where he acts like a different person around them? Mm. No. No. I had an ex-boyfriend who that was the case every time they got around this this one specific guy that he put on a pedestal who was just up a fuck up. And he was like always just getting he was like a raging alcoholic, but he always wanted to like impress this guy. And I just didn't understand what the obsession was with that. I have been in a situation where I just disappeared. What do you mean? Um, where it was as if I would no longer existed. When he got even, around that group of people? Which or? is even worse. It is the worse. Yeah. So it was a group of people or like one specific friend? One specific Ew, what's that about? Don't know. But it's it's almost But it's gone now. It's almost worse than then, I could hand I could handle my own if someone started coming at me for something. Yeah, but to be I iced out. Quick. Yeah. That's bizarre. On yeah. behalf of your boyfriend at the time, he iced you out. Yeah. Oh my God. That's interesting. It really is. Isn't it though? Isn't it? Aren't relationships fun, kid? Oh, aren't they? You know what I have a good relationship with? Liquor. Specialty cocktails, specialty drinks. Put it in my mouth. I just want to drink. How did I get here? I'm still downtown in Maplewood, New Jersey. Turn on the lights. I'm stuck in a trunk. That's okay. (laughs) Thank you for putting me in this bathroom. I want to thank you all for coming here to Applebee's. Well, it's time. See for what appetizers, everybody, and say hello to mom. I love to eat at a place where half the food say appetizers and the other ones say nibblings. Oh, I love a steak nibbling. Well, we've got a specialty cocktail this week, and I don't even know what it is because I've been given no. Oh, oh. Wow. Oh, Holy shit. Holy God. In my mouth and say it's just. I don't know what's going to happen right now, but I am horrified at what has just been put down in front of us, this dear is, listeners. I think this is called the Charlie's Theron Monster. Oh, oh, oh. I, th- I think we should just call it the Charlie's Theron from Monster. Oh, is, that, is this what she drank? She drank so, oh, just so the listeners know right now. Our, our very own mixologist, in-house mixologist, James Jules Ferris, just put a bottle of wild turkey and two shot glasses in front of us. Ladies and gents, we've never done a shot before. And we're not going to do one. Uh, yes, we are. We have to. I've never had a shot of wild turkey. Have you? No, but I am just recovering from being horribly hungover. And I will... Hair of the dog. That was that was me combining the word turkey and dog at the same time. So it came out hair of the dog. Listen, Paula Dean, I don't want your to dog or your to dirk. Well, throw a to-dog. frozen ham at my face. You have to do this with me right now. It's going so, to be okay. A, so this a is a warm, high end wild turkey. This isn't even the is worst. So this is a wild turkey 101 Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that has just been placed in front of us in shot glasses that say Opalnira. And um Oh my says no fat chicks. <laughs> That'd be the best shot glass ever. <laughs> Look, you've just lovingly named this the Charlize Theron in Monster. So we're doing this is a huge shot. This is abnormal. Don't be frightened. Did you I'm in this with you. Anybody? Yes, I did. I thought it was a motorcycle going by. <laughs> Already and looked at it. Mm. <laughs> the Titanic's coming into the port. It's not ready for that, the- That's me when I'm trying to make the make the train here and I have to go to the bathroom. It's like, I've got 10 minutes. Mm. I immediately stop walking. I do panic sweats and then I just look for the closest bathroom. That's like your body's version of a slide whistle. That was fantastic. Well, mm. <laughs> I'm so scared at what's going to happen, but it's been put I in cannot- front of me. We have to. I'm going to have to sip do it. Do you just do the whole shot? It's just neck of that. He, okay. No, I'm scared. This is a lot. That's a lot of liquor. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ounce. This is an ounce? 
I don't believe this you. is a huge ounce. It's a thin glass. That's an ounce. I'm horrified. Okay. I'm so um, Look, this is usually how I start my Monday morning, so this is a nice change for me to be doing it during happy hour. This is exactly what my urine looks like. Opal Nera is my grandmother's name, so give me a cheers. <laughs> no fat chicks. Ow! No fat chicks in my show. My hey, right, no fat gray? chicks. Boarded the mission halfway through because it burned the first three layers off my esophagus. I can't ah! recommend this. Uh, oh, we're never doing a shot again. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so disgusting. Uh, I'm gonna perform your husband's colonoscopy. This is his uh, way. This is why he's getting us back. He's getting us back. He's getting his ass cleaned, and uh, we have to suffer the consequences. Shit in your shoes, Jim. <laughs> God. And I mean Ooh, it. You suck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was the best one. It was so fast. Thanks for a ticket. <laughs> Thank you all for coming here. This is a lovely wild trip you've got. Now that was disgusting. <laughs>